Ladies and gentlemen, Fight Bananas presents Coffee and KOs Outside the Octagon. We're crazy about fights and jacked on caffeine. It's time! Tonight's main event is set for one fair-minute interview. Interviewing Adam Hooper Carter, the coffee fellows crew. Interviewing Adam Carter, Jumper Matt, Devin Weber. Hey, Devin, thanks for joining us today. What's up, guys? So do, do you hear the Bruce Buffer or do you not hear the Bruce Buffer when we do that? Do I hear it? I hear yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just want yeah. to make sure. I Listen, it. I can only do so much. I was <laughs> I was not gifted the voice that Mr. Buffer was. That's my best attempt. Um, hey, so, I thought it sounded good. Thanks. I appreciate it. Before, before we get into the content, I got to ask, why did you change your last name? What do you mean? You you look exactly like Grant Dawson. Oh yeah, we use <laughs> that quite a bit actually. You guys look like you could definitely be brothers, like one hundred percent. And I'm like, dude. So I was like, I gotta ask this before we do, like, actually get into the content part because I looked up the picture. So you know, he had asked us if we would interview you and everything. Mm-hmm. And I I look up the picture and I'm like, this is the this is Grant Dawson. We just interviewed him. What's he talking about? <laughs> Yeah, the first story I actually had with that, um, I came up to the gym about 18 months ago, and uh, I just started training there, and I was going to one of the guys, um, he owns like a auto store, um, I was going up to the shop, and his daughter came up to me, and I was talking to the guys, and she was like, oh yeah, and your brother goes there, right? I was like, no, I just moved here, I don't know anybody up here. She was like, the guy coaching class isn't your brother? She was like, I thought you guys were twins, and like... Ever since then, it's just we've got it constantly. Yeah, I think that you could definitely pass for twins. Like, not identical. I wouldn't say you're identical, but at it's, least brothers. It's damn near yeah. close. <laughs> and, we, like, we had, like, pictures of us as kids. Like, we're, we have a group chat, and we just posted them in there. And literally, we looked even more alike when we were younger. It was crazy. Is that how you guys became so close? You just saw each other, and you guys both just did, like, a double take? You are like, whoa, you kind of yeah. look. So, so when I first got there, you know, I had to like, kind of, you know, come into a new gym. Glory's pretty big. I kind of had to prove myself. So at first, yeah, I didn't talk to a lot of people. And then Grant came and cornered me for my first fight uh, with Glory down in Wichita. And then ever since then, we were just, we were super close. We, we hit it off real well. Yeah. He had high praise for you when he came on our show and, and, you know, he said that you guys are eerily similar. So not only are you similar in looks, but apparently your fight styles are similar as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually try to fight a lot like him and I mean, dude's a monster. So it's a good person to emulate. Um, so typically the first question we ask is, is all about the nickname. How'd you get the nickname? And before we started, we asked you and you're, you're working on a transition from captain America to juggernaut i debuted the juggernaut beforehand at the end we're gonna debut it in the middle and then send a send a poll out to the fans see which one they like better uh tell us about this transition to juggernaut 
Okay, so when I, I first started, I was like pretty much just only a wrestler. I didn't know much striking, nothing. So the guys at my first gym would call me uh, All-American because they didn't really know my name, so that's just what they called me. And then it kind of just tra transitioned to Captain America. I liked it. I was a young kid, so I kind of ran with it. I used to wear like a hoodie with a mask out to walk out and stuff. And then as I grew up, it was just like I focused more on the fighting instead of the the antics and uh, kind of just, it kind of just fell off and I just was going by my name and the guys at the gym were just like, you know, they kind of thought I fought like a juggernaut, I guess, and they thought it fit for me. So we're trying it out, seeing how it works. Well, I was going right. to say, I saw the, um, the Instagram post of you wearing the Captain America, like hoodie and everything. So are you going to get like a new, is like a new costume in mind for juggernaut? Is that going to be like your, your new thing? You come out with the costume? I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. I, I, I try to have a little fun with it. It'll probably be more of a weigh-in thing. But So where were you training before Glory? Like, was it a smaller gym, like local where you were living? And then if, if it was a smaller gym, like what's it like to make a jump from like a small local gym to something with bigger with, you know, James Krause and, and Megan Anderson and like these big names that, that train there regularly? Yeah, so um, I was training at a small gym in Wichita, Kansas. Um, it's called Griffey Muay Thai, uh, ran by Ron Griffey. And um, I still love those guys to get death. And, I mean, I they, they helped me grow a lot. It's just like uh, I was hitting a point to where we, we weren't having enough training partners. And, uh, you know, I was just, like, kind of getting stagnant in my life in general. And so I kind of just needed a chain of, change of scenery. And... Um, just moved out to Kansas City, quit my job, and um, came out there. And then once I got there, it was just like a culture shock. Like, you come in, you work hard. There's big names, but they're doing the exact same thing you're doing. No one gets special treatment, and it's just grinding from the time you get there till the time you leave. So are you now full-time? Full-time yeah, training? Yeah. yeah, I train, you know, twice a day. We we go twice a day, and then um, – we have strength and conditioning before practice on Tuesday and Thursdays. And then you pick up, you know, pad sessions, personals throughout the week when you get time. So I think that's what's so cool about MMA is, you know, like if you if you're looking at the NFL, you know, if you're a star on an NFL team, like veterans don't have to practice as much as the rookies like in, in football. They have like this. There's like a veteran uh, pass, basically, that if there's 30 practices, they might only have to practice 15 in MMA. Those guys are working their tails off every day, no matter who they are. Like it, they could be John Jones. John Jones considered the greatest ever. He's still putting in the same amount of work as the guy that's that's an amateur and and hasn't made it yet. So I think that's what's so great about the sport of MMA. For sure, and um, it's just like you know, even more at Glory, it's like. A lot of times, you know, you you train super hard and then you pick it up even more uh, for fight camp. And with Glory, it's like you're hitting fight camp level practices every day. It's just like everyone, if you're not in there working like everyone else, you're just not going to cut it. You're going to have to move on to somewhere else. Now, does everyone kind of get the the same treatment, like not depending on what level you're at? Like, you know, Grant Dawson, Kevin Kroom, some UFC fighters, um, but you're still trying to get to that point. Like, is everyone kind of on the same level when you're in the gym? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, James James doesn't pick any favorites. He goes at it. If you want to learn and if you're working hard, he's going to come. 
he's going to make sure you get the exact same treatment as the biggest guy in the gym. And, and what made you choose glory? So, I mean, I'm assuming like it's not too, too far away from home, but like what, what was the, like the, the reason you went there? I mean, there's so many gyms. I mean, glory is hot right now. Don't get me wrong, but just curious as to how you landed there. Um, it is only three hours from home, but um, I kind of, I, I know a lot of people throughout the MMA community in our area. And it's just like everybody who was coming out of glory, you could just tell what, when they came in versus when they're, where they're at now, they're just a completely different fighter. You could tell whatever system they were doing was just pushing people to that next level. And I was after getting to the next level. And, and you basically walked in there, like you said, not knowing anyone like that. That's obviously got to be kind of terrifying for you. Like how long did it take before, you know, you befriended a lot of people and you became kind of like one of the guys or did it kind of just hit it off right away? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a shy person, like off the jump, but I mean, uh, coming in there and just working hard, like people kind of took notice and showed me the ropes. And so I picked up friends pretty quickly, but it, yeah, I came out here and I, my sister lives out here and that's the only person I knew in Casey at the point, you know, so, so were you like living with her at that time before Yeah, when I first moved up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I moved in with her and was, was staying with her. So, um, so when we talked to Grant, he said like you guys, we follow him on Instagram. Obviously you guys go out bowling a lot. He said that he sucks at everything. Who is the best bowler out of your group? So we, we, we're actually going to interview a, a couple more of your buddies. Who is the best bowler? Oh, I'm for sure. The best. Um, I, I'm everything but fighting. Grant's got me in fighting, but everything else, I'm the best. I thought it was funny because he he was saying like, you know, are you good at anything outside of MMA? And he was like, I'm pretty much terrible at everything except MMA. Are you like athletic, like outside? Did you play sports um, like at the high school level or college level? Uh, Yeah, I I was a wrestler and a football player. I played football most of my life. And that's actually how I got into wrestling was through football. Like heard it was good conditioning and footwork for football. And then, I mean, I was a small dude in high school, so – I, I played a lot in high school, but I wasn't I didn't have the size to go do anything with it. So just transitioned like started MMA when I was like started jujitsu when I was twelve, had my first fight at eighteen. Is it like a common theme with fighters to just like say they're the best at things because it's just that competitive nature? Like, are you really the best bowler or are you just I am the best because that's your like every fighter thinks of the best. That's what you have to you have to be basically feel like that in any sport. The only one who might say out of the group that I'm not the best bowler is Cam, and that's just because he's a troll. They, I'm the best. I'm going to ask him because we're interviewing him later. I'm going to ask him. And, uh, you know, it's okay. If, if you guys start, you know, fighting right here and wrestling, that's totally cool. It's great for content. So I totally understand. <laughs> he's over there looking at me right now, actually. So. <laughs> so you guys all you know all of you live together a lot of you live together and you know you guys are all kind of striving for that same goal you know what's that like you know like you know first off cutting weight fight weeks like that stuff we all know from talking to fighters is crazy so is it is it nice to have other people that are going through the same thing and like they help push you to kind of that that next level for sure it's um it's real good to like kind of have that accountability a little bit because I mean none of us really miss practice but you know if you're wanting to sleep in that day and you see the the other guys getting up and going to practice you kind of feel obligated to 
get up and get your butt out of bed and go. So it's just nice to have the accountability and camaraderie. I mean, pretty much the whole time we just pick on each other, but it it's a good dynamic. Are you guys like literally on the same exact schedule? Because I feel like when we were even trying to like time this out, everyone was just like, you know, one to five, I can do it. So is everyone just really just running on the same schedule there? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, once you get into like the main program, it's like you got to hit these practices every week. If you're not, you're you're cut. You you're not a part of the team. You gotta you gotta stick to your schedule. And if something's going on, they're like, what's up? Like you about this or not what's uh what's in the fridge there like is it just like protein just like chicken and like nothing else or are you guys just like picking out like crazy or do you keep Uh, we got a we got a pretty bad addiction with dr pepper in the house that's our our bad thing usually we're we're pretty good but i mean little guy over there all he eats is mcdonald's but everybody (laughs) that's not good for weigh-in day how the hell does that work? If I eat McDonald's every day, I would have a heart attack. This is not yeah, fair. Because he gets up out of bed a, and works out. He's 5'3", so it just goes in and comes out. So. Oh, <laughs> man. I thought we were short. He could probably still, he could probably still kill us. Um, so, you know, has so we've interviewed a lot of guys from Glory so far. I mean, we've had a really good connection. Everyone at that gym is great. Have you ever heard our name in the gym? Uh, I, I've heard it from Grant. Yeah, I've, heard, I've okay. heard it from Grant. He's talked about you guys. He said you guys are real cool guys and the production's awesome. He loves the show. So, yeah, he, awesome. he's talked you guys up. Are you boys with uh, Kevin Kroom at all, too? Because we had him on at one point, and he, he is just an absolute character. Like, we love that guy. Man, I wish I had as much personality as that guy. He's 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 awesome. I love Kroom to death. And just everybody who's around him just has a good time. So, uh, so kind of what's, what's in the future for you? I mean, have you been affected with COVID at all as far as, cause we know like a lot of the smaller promotions have not been able to put on fights or as many fights. So, so kind of like, what's the outlook for you and how has, how have you been affected by COVID? Yeah, I, I actually had probably the worst luck with fights last year. I, I ended up having, I think seven cancel on me last year. So it was just like the first six months of the year, every month I had a fight cancel, like. First month, guy got injured. Second month, the show got canceled. Third month, COVID hit. So I had four or five canceled. Then we set one in June, guy backed out because he changed gyms. And it was just like back to back to back. I had all my fights canceled. Uh, I ended up getting two in the year. So it, it ended up not being too bad of a year. But yeah, it it, it hit me pretty hard. But um, I'm hoping to get four or five wins this year and um, set myself up for a chance to get a call up next year. And so you, oh no, sorry, just in the last year of 2020, you, you went one and one, like, did you feel like, you know, training was maybe just like a little bit different because of COVID? Do you think, you know, the last fight that you, you dropped um, to Brian McDowell, like, do you think that could have went different if, had it not been for COVID? Um, no, uh, I, I, I never stopped training. Uh, we, we worked even when, you know, when you you had to find a workout we were we were always still working i kept the same schedule twice a day i was still training every day but um last fight you know i i felt you know and people if you've watched the fight i i i lost in the last 10 seconds of the second round i had one nine minutes and 50 seconds before that 10 seconds just you get caught that's part of the sport 
you got to move on and get ready for the next one. So, um, you do, you, has there been any news like you think you're going to be fighting again soon? Um, we're, we're looking, uh, there's nothing set yet, but I'm hoping for March. Uh, I would fight every month if I could, if I could get 10 fights in this year, I'd be ecstatic, but you know, realistically, I'm, I'm hoping I can get four or five in this year. And are, are you looking like, like, are you, so end goal, is it UFC? Are you hoping Bellator? Like, is there, is there anything, have you talked to any of these promotions at all? Um, <coughs> Bellator used to do some local shows in, um, Wichita and, um, you know, some of the local guys would get on there, but I mean, for me, it's kind of UFC or bust. My goal is to get to the UFC and show what I'm made of or nothing. So I haven't really looked at any of the other ones. I think FAC, which I'm fighting for now, and then there's a local promotion in Wichita called EFC, and both of those treat me real well. And I think think I'm just gonna keep pushing it at that till I get the call up for a for for something with the UFC. Yeah, I feel like you know just the way that Grant went. I think he was Dana White contender series, right? And yeah. I feel like obviously that's like a great path to go. Like that would obviously be something probably on your radar because I feel like that's like the moment you get to and then it's kind of like a make or break uh, fight. <laughs> so that's probably probably a good yeah, idea, right? Man. Yeah, I would love the contender series. And I think that's a the best opportunity that the UFC's putting out right now. I think that was one of the best decisions they've made. Like the people who are going out there and showing out on the contender series, they're all doing well in the organization. So yeah, I'm, I'm praying that I get a chance on the contender series. Um, how do you become a pro? So like you, you start out amateur, like what, what makes you go from amateur to pro? Like what, what is that process? I'm just curious. I, I don't really know. So um, it's kind of just based on uh, kind of whoever your coach is really. Um, you have to obviously get an offer from an organization to where you could turn pro and, you know, you want to get a, a manager who's going to help you get the right contracts and everything. But um, yeah, it's kind of just a process when your coach feels you're ready and you've had enough experience as an amateur, they'll, they'll, they'll set you up to go pro. And do you fight, if you're listed as a welterweight, is that like typically the weight that you fight at? Um recently yeah but um i'm dropping down to 155 so i was gonna say i feel like was that like any part of the conversation that you might want to kind of drop weight down to 155 because you're listed at 5'9 you might have more of like a size advantage if you can make it down that far yeah um i fought at 55 a lot as an amateur um i bounced around between you know i i fought as high as 185 and as low as 55 but um and uh, it just, I kind of bounced around, but yeah, the ultimate goal has always been 55, but I'd gotten a little fat from, from quarantine. So I had to take another one at 70. All right. So you, you go into a fight. All right. You win huge win, huge fight. How are you celebrating? What is, is there a special meal? Is there, you know, what, what are the first, let's say three hours after the fight, what are you doing? I know like right after the fight, guys want to shower, maybe rest whatever, like, what, what are you doing that night of the, of the win? Okay. So the first thing though, is the best night ever is the night after weigh-ins because you, you've been killing yourself and you get to go finally have some real food and, you know, not drink something, not drink water. You can drink something else finally, but after the fight, usually, you know, I have a lot of my family come up. I go spend a little time with them, you know, get hugs, congratulations from everybody. And then, uh, 
yeah, usually go get like some the most unhealthy thing you can get, usually fried chicken and pizza. And I just kill that, you know. Um, I don't drink much, but after a win, I'll usually have a little bit to drink, go out and hang out with the friends and just see where the night goes from there. But yeah, it's first thing is the most unhealthy food I can get. And when you're, when you're fighting, uh, is it the same as the UFC where the weigh-ins are, was it the day before? Is that the same thing in like your promotion as well? Yeah, yeah, they're 20, they're about 24 hours before the show starts. So you get 24 hours to rehydrate and get your weight back on. Yeah, I feel like if you go down to 155, then you get a full 24 hours. Like like you said, you can kind of balloon back up to like 170 in a 24-hour period, right? Oh, yeah. I've, I've gotten I've gotten pretty pretty big before fights at 55 in 24 hours. How Like, what does your body feel like when you go from 155 to 170 in like a 24-hour period? That um, has got to that has got to be ridiculous. Yeah, I actually, I don't know if it's still on my Instagram, but I used to have a picture from like Wayans versus the fight. And it's like crazy difference. I look like a little sunken up skinny guy. And then in the fight, my abs are gone and I got big arms. And it's just like crazy transformation in one day. Like your body just completely changes. But do you, do you get feel like weird? Power like is your power like physically, like you can feel it stronger like after that? Oh yeah. Like when, when you're cutting weight, I mean, it hurts to get up out of bed and walk out the door. But once you get rehydrated, everything's perfect. I mean, I don't feel a difference. Has there like ever been a time where like the weight cut was just too much and you're just like, no, nah, I, can't, I can't do it? Because we've been seeing that a lot, especially with like quarantine and everything this year. A lot of guys being hospitalized and everything else because the, the weight cut is just way too harsh. Yeah, um, I had a fight for tough enough in Vegas as an amateur. And I was, I was cutting to 55 and it was supposed to be for their amateur belt. And, um, weight was going good. I flew out to Vegas and my weight just stopped coming off after the flight. And I mean, it was like, I was running in the 110 degree heat of Vegas up and down the stairs of the Excalibur for hours and lost like half a pound. And I was just like, Nope, not making weight. See, I, I feel like, you know, you have that side of the spectrum, but then you hear about like Paul Felder or George Masvidal and they're cutting like 20 pounds in like two days. Like, is that just like something natural that some people have and some people don't have? Um, yeah, uh, I've, the most I've cut is 40 in a week. So, oh. I mean, usually I can get it off, but for some reason, I don't know if it was the the like dry heat there or what it was, but I just could not sweat. It just was not coming off me. The water weight was jet lagged. Yeah, just yeah, it, just, it just wasn't working. God, 40 pounds in a week. I mean, I need to lose about 40 pounds, but Listen. it's going to take me a good like two years to probably get that off. Not not, uh, not a week. After marriage, I gained 40 pounds in a week. <laughs> yeah, don't get married. If, all right, You'll we're never gonna, cut we're, weight. We're going to give you advice now. Don't get married until your fight, fight career is over. You can get a girlfriend, you know, get engaged, but – don't get married because the, when you get married or have kids, You'll it jump. is downhill. Oh yeah, um, it's nowhere in the the plans for me yet. So good. I think yeah, I'll be I, on that that spectrum. Steve like, is next. Uh, I feel like Grant did it right because you know he's dating a nutritionist, so that's kind of like the hack. Like you gotta yeah, yeah. make it worthwhile at that point. Yeah, he, he got the setup. She she cooks all of his food and helps him cut weight. I got to do it all on my own. So 
When I make weight, it's a little, little more special. Who's the best cook? Who in the in the house or? Well, Steve asked if Steve asked if she helps any of you guys out when it oh, comes to cutting weight. For sure, she helps all of all of us in in this house out. I mean, she's awesome. El El's helped me out, and you know, she she's cooked me food before, and she's yeah, she's awesome. And then I I asked um. Who's the best cook in the house? Who does the majority of the cooking? We know, I don't know who the little guy was, but he eats the McDonald's, so obviously it's not him. Yeah, um, uh, we we don't really cook much, so so like I, I honestly couldn't tell you. I mean, usually I'm better than them at everything, so it's probably me. But. <laughs> so so how the hell do you guys, what do you eat if no one cooks? You know, just grocery store food, you know, just... Um, I get I get these pre-made meals from one of my sponsors. It's called a uh, three one six meal prep, and that's what I eat most of the time. So, so you got the hookup then? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't got to do much cooking. Can you give us a tip, a quick tip on how to get sponsors? Because we're really trying, and no one likes us. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the worst thing. You just kind of got to annoy people till they want to get get rid of you. <laughs> I know that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to be annoying, but I guess I'm not annoying enough. Yeah, man. that's what I did before fighting. I was a I was a salesman. I sold cable, and then I was a freight broker. And kind of you just keep calling people till they tell you yes to, so you'll quit calling them. Now, what do you, what does your family think of you fighting? Like, is it because I know if I fought, my mom would have a heart attack. Um, so, like, what's your family kind of kind of think of it? Uh, I mean, they've all they've all kind of known I, I was going to do what I wanted since I was young. I kind of run things. So it was just like um, I was always the kid who was breaking his glasses, like running into stuff. And like, you know, I played three football games with a broken arm. It was they were kind of just used to me being beaten up and battered. So it wasn't much of a change. You were like, I don't know, get paid for it at this point. So exactly. Justified it. My mom used to make a joke that if I didn't have a black eye, something was wrong with me. So, <laughs> All right. So we don't want to keep you too long, but I'm going to ask a couple silly questions. You got to say I'm just right off the top of your head. Favorite movie? Uh, secondhand lines. Favorite food? Uh, crab legs. What is your walkout song? Um, it's, a, it's a song by my little cousin, actually. So it, it's not – no one's going to really be able to find it. He made me a custom song. Damn, I was going to ask if I could pick your walkout song, but I, obviously, <laughs> I, obviously I can't because, he, because I can't beat that. That's two fighters in a row now. This is ridiculous. I'm going to get someone <laughs> to say yes. Um, you have any questions? Uh, no. Steve? Um, favorite UFC fighter? Uh, of all time is Matt Hughes, like currently it's Khabib. And then who do you got this weekend between Calvin and Max Holloway? I actually think Calvin's going to upset him because I don't think Max is going to try to wrestle him. Yep, I agree. And then uh, we have obviously Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. Who do you like in that one? Uh, McGregor by knockout round two. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. So, so you don't think it's going to happen in 60 seconds like you said? No, no. I, 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 think, I think bigger Dustin's got a little better chin. Uh, last question, and I've been I've been kind of wanting to ask this. I kept forgetting. I remember now. Um, if is there any fighter in the UFC currently right now that you feel like you match up well with, and that that you think like, okay, my UFC debut, I think I would like this fight, and I would match up well with them. 
Mickey Gall or Brock Weaver? I think I beat both of them in the first round. Oh, I like that. Brock Weaver, yeah, he's a little, he's a little scummy. Start, yeah. And Brock, yeah. Brock Weaver is scummy. I would love for you to to destroy that dude. He's he's known for dog fighting. How does Dana keep him in the UFC? It's ridiculous. Exactly. So if if somehow he ever sees this, if once he gets cut, I'll take him outside the UFC too. Let's Sick. go. Sick. <laughs> Listen, we have a shirt coming around uh, that'll be the, uh, at Glory MMA at the end of the month. We're going to be doing a giveaway to uh, some fans. Make sure you sign the shirt. Let's go. I got you. No doubt. Hey, hey, man. Thanks for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. We'd love to have you back on. Best of luck with everything. We really hope that 2021, no more fighters backing out, none of that garbage. We want you to fight a bunch of times. Hopefully get that record nice and padded, and uh, I'd love to see you in the UFC sometime soon. Thank you, man. Yeah, anytime you guys want to sit down and talk, I'll, I'll be available. Just one, one in five. Between one to five. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Set up a camera where you are right now, and we'll have someone to talk to at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll just leave it running. There will be people walking yeah. by all day. That that also that would kind of be funny. I think that would be make for great content. Yeah, if, if our conversations got recorded, we'd probably get in trouble. So, <laughs> fair enough. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the coffee Once again, thanks for joining us, Devin. We really appreciate it. Guys, if you enjoyed this this interview, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Coffee and KOs1. And this was Coffee and KOs Outside the Octagon. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>